Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking to some incredible leadership powerhouses about the topic that you know is important to me, and that is how can we all make sure to keep not just aware, but keep on top of our game as leaders, especially in changing working environments, which we are certainly going through and will be doing so for quite a while. And my guest today, I cannot wait. I've been so excited when I knew we had her on the schedule because her background is just perfect for not only where we are in the world today, but I think where we need to be aware of as we move forward even more so. So Dr. Lou Bayer says, civility is its own reward. And she suggests that in choosing civility, listen to this, people find their best self. And in doing so, they experience the grace, courage, generosity, humanity, and humility that civility engenders. And she knows just a few things about this. For more than 20 years, she's been internationally recognized as the leading expert on civility at work. Can you imagine that? Maybe we can really focus on this. And she also believes that with that focus on social intelligence and culturally competent communication, her team of at Civility Experts, which includes 501 affiliates in 48 countries and has supported hundreds of organizations in building better workplaces, that she helps people to really bridge that gap between not only where they are today, but where they need to, to be in order to be recognized as great places to work and great people to work for. So just a couple other things. She is a two-time international bestseller. She's written 17 books that she has published on all kinds of issues from civility and civility in the workplace. Uh, we'll have a complete list of everything that she's got going on. But she's also an international advocate for Aegeus Trust, which is a UK-based organization faced, focused on peace education and the prevention of genocide. And if you don't think that we have to worry about that today in our world, we have probably learned a little something about that. But whether or not we're talking about genocide or just being nice to each other, they're all part of the same continuum of how we treat each other. So Dr. Bayer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's really my pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much. I think that what you do, I, I love when we have somebody who's really so specialized, but this whole concept of civility is is just so important, but people overlook it. And even before we were um, taping, you were talking about how, you know, people consider this kind of a soft skills, you know, element, but it's so critical to how we perform as human beings and how we perform at work and the rest of our lives. So tell us a little bit more about you and your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential by learning and following more civility. <laughs> sure, thank you. So I think the first piece is that people have to understand that civility is a measurable competency. Um, we put it under this category of soft skills because historically that's where communication and the ability to 
uh, do well in social settings, kind of understanding the nuances of social behavior, that's where it fit. Um, but increasingly, um, civility fits under this umbrella of relational skills. And if you look at 21st century learning frameworks, the ability to restrain yourself, to manage your own stress, to do well in, in diverse situations with a broad range of people. Um, civility is this um, continuum of social competence. So just generally, it incorporates social intelligence, cultural competence, systems thinking, and continuous learning. So we do everything from, and this is important to answer your question, this is uh, everything from dining etiquette for university graduates so that they can navigate an interview appropriately because our HR panel says 80% of interviews are conducted in social settings prior to COVID, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and now it, it incorporates things like um, you have to be very clear about your words and your tone if you're communicating on Zoom or online. Um, we've mm -hmm. transitioned to that a little bit. But then all the way up to, um, I'm really proud to be ambassador for um, uh, global goodwill ambassadors, um, but also for Aegis Trust. So civility is everything from handshakes and eye contact mm -hmm. all the way up to civil dialogue uh, across, you know, when leaders of nations are sitting across the table. Uh, peace and civil dialogue. So um, the last 20 or so years, um, our work has kind of shifted. Uh, we started out uh, actually as the etiquette ladies. I had a business partner all those years ago when I started and we were doing courtesy camp uh, for kids and uh, had some success with some books and started a licensing program, uh, which we still have called In Good Company Etiquette Academy. It's, it's for children, youth and teens. Um, because at that time, I understood that you can teach children, you can change their attitude, you can teach them equality and equity as early as age five, six, seven, and it changes the way they interact. You know, kids who experience civility training at age five, you know, don't bully other children. You know, they see the value in, in human beings. Mm -hmm. um, but then it didn't take very long to realize that uh, it doesn't matter um, with adults, um, how much social rules and etiquette and how, how much of that you teach people if they do not have a civil mindset. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I have had the good fortune then of aligning with people. Again, we have a licensing uh, program uh, for our corporate training division called Civility Experts. And uh, we have now 520 affiliates in 47 countries. And wow. these are people who are like-minded they understand that civility is something that you become. It's who you are. It's part of your character. It's part of your um, cognitive makeup. You know, it's a mindset. Um, it's not just something you do, like don't wear white after Labor Day. You know, we're not following the rules blindly. There's thinking incorporated. And so for, for me, when I first started out, um, there was actually uh, women business owners of Manitoba province that I live in now we have offices in in other parts of Canada too but um they were kind enough to give me an award for entrepreneur of the year international business um and the support of that women's group when uh we were first starting out um I remember standing on the stage with my daughter who was seven or eight at the time I still picture her little red dress um but I remember at that time saying that my my uh, this is what I was meant to do. And 
I am going to be a mentor and support others who have the inclination and feel it's their mission or mandate to do this work. Um, it turns out that we have three men out of 520. It's predominantly women, which we didn't plan. Um, but in terms of shocking potential, I have uh, kind of consistently been encouraged and stunned by, um, you know, when people find that support, that bit of encouragement that says, you know what, it's even if you don't have money, you know, we're, if we're like-minded, we're going to support you. And so when somebody comes into our affiliate group, uh, they have the benefit of all of these people around the world with all these different perspectives, all of these different experiences. And so suddenly we're all, um, you know, it's a collaborative environment, but we're all so much richer um, for the relationship. And so um, I feel that it's not me shocking really, but mm -hmm. I feel like I do have the opportunity to co-facilitate that spark. Yeah. Um, so we have, we have, um, you know, many affiliates who just signed the paper and committed to the, the plan. And then three years later started making payments on the license, because mm -hmm. I don't think that if you want to do good and be your best self and change the world in a positive way, that it should always boil down to money up front. There's other ways to invest, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. I mean, that's such a, Gosh, I, I took a lot of notes as you were talking. Mm -hmm. I was thinking first about, you know, even my grandchildren. So my grandchildren are four and, or I'm sorry, six and four. And um, so last, I had sent them on a little gift of, you know, things to do outside, some bubbles and some sidewalk chalk. And, and so my son uh, took a video of them opening the box uh -huh. last night. And they're like, wow, grandma, thank you. And, you know, and it was just such a sweet moment, you know, just to, to remember that little kids, you know, they, they are not they, nothing. They have to be raised to bully or they have to be raised mm -hmm. to not see people as equal. You know, they're not, they're born just with pure innocence and acceptance and we screw them up as humans, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but it's always so exciting to me when you think about the different ways that we can continue to impact, you know, people at a young age, but also to have those dialogues as people are older and adults and, and, and ask them to question their own civil mindset mm -hmm. and, you know, and contemplate it. And, you know, and, and really ask yourself, Am I doing the right things? Am I saying the right things? Am I inclusive? How can I be better? You know, because the, the more that we're reflective, I think the better as a, as a whole, you know, as humanity we become, because we're willing to step back and recognize when we're doing well and when we're not. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, over the years I, I've, I really still believe that there's more good than bad in the world. And I really mm -hmm. still believe that if people knew better, they would better and be better. It's just that, you know, we have to kind of give ourselves permission or give each other permission to shut out the noise. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I often hear, you know, people talking about kids these days. Well, you know, you're the parent, shut the television off, you know, yeah. inter interact with them. If you don't like what they're experiencing, give them a different experience. And the same with adults at work. I find that 
um, you know, we have to give people permission to be confident and uh, experience uh, what it feels like to be valued just because you're human and on the planet. So um, that's something my little preacher mode, I just have to get this one little bit in. But, um, uh, you know, we, we have a, a global project we're working on right now called World Citizen. Mm. And it's about uh, sharing these um, teachings and education and knowledge about these four competencies, but um, specifically from a global vantage point, because culture and diversity, you know, increasingly the world's bigger, but in reach, right? And so mm -hmm. um, what what is really a critical message, and this is the starting point for any conversation in civility, as I would say to people, do you believe that respect is something people need not ever earn? So respect is something we're all equally deserving of because we're human and on the planet. Each person has value. Each person has a gift. Each person has a contribution. We may, may not know it or be able to label it or appreciate it at that moment, but we have to acknowledge it. And if we just started there, imagine how much different our interactions would be. And that's different yeah. than trust which in the workplace, oh, particularly in political arena, you must earn trust. Earn trust through civil behavior, through your communication approach, uh, through your uh, attitude towards you know, what you bring to the world and so on. But in the beginning, you know, I did spend some time in, in Rwanda and that was a life-changing experience for me. You know, the, I mean, there are genocides going on in the world now, but when you think about what does it take for a person to get to the point, you know, where, uh, where we don't recognize another human being as human mm -hmm. even. Yeah. And so again, civility is this big thing, but it can be as simple as how is it that the research shows that, and, and this is some of my affiliates around the world share this experience. How is it that the research shows that 70% of people don't know their neighbor's last name? Oh, wow. like, you know, how can we think that we're building global community if, you know, we don't even know our neighbor, if we're not saying hello over the backyard fence, if we're not having mm -hmm. community picnics, if we're not no block parent, if we're not concerned about, you know, the child alone in the park, if we're, you know, it, it starts, civility starts at home. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting for me, this, um, again, the potential, um, we have this course called power of one. And the idea is that, um, you know, you, you say shock and sometimes it really is a shock. This one mm -hmm. kind gesture, this one kind word, this kind of one point of yes. generosity, a compliment, um, 20 minutes spent with someone where you didn't send them an invoice after the fact, um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's just, there's so much potential for good. And it's just a matter of, I think believing that and making some effort to contribute in a positive way. And yeah. I could go on for three days. So, you know, it's funny as you were talking um, and I, I always, I tease my mom about this, but I also tell her how thankful I am. So when I was young, she would always say, let's, let's say we were at the park and there was one child playing alone. My mom would say that little girl or that little boy doesn't have any friends, go make friends with her 
or go make friends with him. Yeah. And I remember like, mom, you know, I don't yeah. want to go make friends with a friend who doesn't, or a person who doesn't have any friends, yeah. but I would go and I would do it. And I tease my mom about this today because she was constantly making me do it. Um, and it felt like a burden, but now as an adult, I realized that that very act, I mean, great for her to recognize it first. Um, but by doing that, I, you know, not only did I more be more confident, like just meeting people, but it really opened my eyes to, you know, looking to who's, you know, maybe not being included in the conversation or, you know, who's the person who shows up at work, but, you know, just goes to their desk and keeps their head, head down and, you know, what's going on in that, that person's life. And I really am very thankful now that she had that, you know, that focus. Cause she was constantly saying, hey, go play with that kid. They don't have any friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if we yeah. had more people going to play with a kid that didn't have any friends, maybe yeah, that's right. Yeah. A little gentler and kinder society. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. I did that. No. I'm like, no mom, I tease you because it's, it's a great story to say, but it was wonderful. It was really, it was a true gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such a, I, I love that that story and and now you you and your mother both probably as well as some listeners I hope can recognize that uh, you know pandemic aside there there's a lot of lonely in the world yes. um, yeah. and we're fearful for some you know sometimes it's founded I guess grounded in good reason but for the most part our perception that differences are scary or that people are inherently bad you know I, I think we need to experience the impact of that reaching out and how positive it is. And then maybe we would do it more. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and even thinking what we've learned in the you know pandemic too, about really being able to discuss mental, mental uh, issues, mental illness issues like depression, mm-hmm. um, things where you're isolated and you feel so lonely and then, you know, you're more isolated. The fact that we can talk about those things much more freely today, I think helps people to recognize because there were times you probably knew that there was something wrong with, you know, the person who, you know, worked in the cuticle next to you or, or cu- cuticle cubicle next to yeah. you, but maybe yeah. you didn't reach out because they were always quiet or always a loner, or, but now maybe we're watching watching out for each other a little bit better. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back with Dr. Lou Bayer and we are talking about all things civility, which is, I, I love it. I loved how you said, okay, I'm off my soapbox now, but you're really clearly passionate about this. And I, I think there's a great reason to be. Um, and I can't, I can't think of a better way to, you know, teach us to be better leaders, which is our theme for the month, than to think about civility first, because there's, you know, these 
there's so many levels that just by practicing better civility, we do impact the world better. But I think we also make much stronger businesses, uh, stronger companies, stronger, you know, business relationships. So, you know, all month long, all my guests, I'm asking uh, everyone to share some tips about how we can be better leaders, especially in this changing time. Um, as we get back to work, we get some people are still going to be afraid. Some people are going to be working hybrid. You know, we've got a lot of a tumultuous time still ahead, but I think it's a great opportunity to bring this in. So, you know, what are some of your tips to share with our listeners today? Um, well, I think that the first thing is to kind of look up and out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I hear people often say we, when we're doing business coaching with our affiliates, you know, we work in the business instead of, you know, you know, from the outside looking in, but just generally kind of having a sense of, what's really going on in the world and kind of coming out of, out of ourselves a little bit. I think it's pretty hard to see other people's perspective if you're kind of constantly in your own little, in your mm-hmm. own little hole of mud yeah, <laughs> um, no in, in the mud, right? Um, mm-hmm. so that's the first thing. And the second thing I, I would say is um, seek learning. So uh, I, again, have the luxury of all of these affiliates who have these incredible experiences and um, learned in different ways and their the way they teach and education is different the, the the weather is different you know there's just their experience is so different and if you go into every situation anticipating that there's going to be something that you will learn whether you're going to use it right away or not you know I, I find even the oddest situations you know let's go pick up garbage on the highway you know the interesting people you meet or the life lesson you learn or you know, if you, you have to be looking uh, to learn. Um, and then I think the, the third thing for me is, you, you know, and I, I fall short of this some of the time, but the, the goal is what can I give to somebody else today? So again, I have the luxury of these affiliates who, uh, you know, there's such a large number now between the two organizations, there's always someone who could use some support, but for me to, to make an effort to offer it before it's asked for, mm-hmm. you know, what can I do? You know, part of our civility definition is that we choose civility as a non-negotiable point of character. And the mm-hmm. primary objective is to ease the experience of others. So I think if leaders took on this servant or service oriented approach, you know, what can I do for somebody else? And, you know, more and more, I try to do that first. You know, I'm, you know, early riser. And if I can, you know, do that one thing for somebody before 6am, I feel like Mm. it changes my day, you know, and the way I make decisions and how I approach things. Um, And there's no question. uh, And uh, Stefan, if you're watching, you're my guy. I'm coming to you next. I know you've been waiting and I apologize. Um, I feel like I can't keep up some days, but that that's the intention. And as a leader, I think it's just, just don't stop, right? You, you, Mm -hmm. you have to just work through the exhaustion. Everybody's got their excuses, right? But yeah, it's this kind of, you know, don't be too hard on yourself would be number four, right? Every day, get up one foot in front of the other, do what you can. And it's shocking how much you can get done. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when you start with that kind of mindset where you're going to start your day for doing something for someone else, that really, I can see that that would put you in that same, it's kind of like, you know, writing in a gratitude journal, mm -hmm. you know, in the morning and night is that it ends your day. Well, it starts your new day. Well, and it keeps you in the right focus of, of, of uh, keeping your head and your heart um, aligned in, in yeah, good positivity. Yeah. And you know, this is um, a little personal experience, but when I first started uh, speaking and training, I had a business partner at the time. And the first three times I was public speaking, I, I literally passed out. I was so nervous and so overwhelmed. I, I really passed out. And then I kind of got a sense of it or whatever. And um but when I finally kind of got my boots, like I kind of was able to do it. Um, I remember at that time, um, her name was Christine Van Kallenberg. She's a, was a kind of a family friend, but also a lawyer who was attending this training that I was at. And she pulled me aside and she said, Lou, I love you. So I'm going to tell you this. She said, if you don't realize that it's a gift uh, for you, if you want to be a leader, if you don't take the approach that it's a privilege to have other people give you 30 minutes of their time and focus on you and listen to you. And if you don't commit to giving them something of value and showing appreciation through your tone and your demeanor, um, if you don't acknowledge that gift, that gift is not going to last very long. Um, mm -hmm. I, that was in my late, you know, early thirties, I guess. And there must've been some arrogance or some, you know, and I hear a lot of talk these days about humility in leadership. And I think that that's a, an important piece too. And that's a lesson I learned early on. And when I see presenters now, YouTube and TED Talks and whatever, you can help uh, people who don't acknowledge the gift, right? You can. I love that. That is so true. I had a similar situation where I was uh, not speaking at the time, but I was having lunch with somebody and I didn't realize I kept looking at my watch. Mm. And he said... And I remember him saying, do you have to be somewhere? And I said, well, yeah, but not for a couple of hours. And he said, because I am about ready to leave. I mean, I, I like having lunch with you once a month because it's our time to catch up. Our friendship gets, you know, just a little caught up in life. He said, but you are clearly distracted by wherever else you need to be later today. And I, I took my watch off. I didn't wear a watch for another 10 years because I was so mortified when I realized that I had not, you know, that I was, that I was clearly distracted, but by the fact that he told me, and he told me as a friend who cared, I was able to listen to it, absorb it and make changes so that I, I was more present with people from that point on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And that's a piece of social radar, which is one of those uh, skills that underpins civility, the social intelligence, and that kind of learning from the lessons and being able to take constructive feedback and, and move on. And and the presence, I think that that is a leader. That's a lesson I've learned the hard way is that, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I would say, honestly, I'm more skilled at being a leader and the kind of person I want to be in my work, but less successful in my home life, you know, mm -hmm. with my family. It's you have to be able to be as present with both. And as entrepreneurs and leaders, I think that it's you know, you find yourself in a channel and sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to switch it off. And um, that's my next phase is kind of learning how to be a better leader in my personal life. You know, you might have some success in, in work. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, they don't always align, right? That's so true. 
That's true. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like another book. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Yeah. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. this, I, I, this is fascinating. And, and I think just so positive. And I really thank you for the message. I know we're going to have all your contact information on the show notes, but in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they want to learn more about you, what you do um, and everything that is available, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um, I'm Dr. Lou Bayer on LinkedIn and I'm, you know, we do lots of posts there. We have a YouTube channel called Consider Civility or civilityexperts.com. Thank you so much. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Oh, yes. I would say that, um, you know, I would invite uh, anyone, everyone to bring their best self, you know, to choose civility, um, bring their best self to every conversation, every opportunity, every interaction. And you will find, as I have discovered over the years, that civility is its own reward. Mm, I love it. Lou, thank you so much for everything you've shared with us today. It has been an absolute pleasure having you as a guest. Thank you. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.